Support for 100 Watts in a Wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B I O E N N O P O W E R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, good morning to you. Good morning, well, or evening, wherever you're listening. We do have a, a good bit of DX that tunes in here as we record and live stream on Saturday morning. And welcome to episode 300. It's ridiculous to think that we have had uh, 300 episodes. But we got a good show. There's always a lot to talk about. So let's bring in uh, my wingman here. He always watches the uh, back right portion of the plane, I guess. I don't know. That didn't make any sense. It was going to a dirty place. We're in the back of the bus anyway. So. Before <laughs> the show starts, we spend uh, about 15 minutes with friends. Let's say that. So we don't incriminate anybody. And it just is like, you know, the wackiest time. The wackiest thing. Mm-hmm. When I cut over to Steve and you see him belly laughing and falling back in his chair... It's usually something, uh, I don't know. That our friends are saying or discussing. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. Hey, your audio just took a dip for the worse. I don't know what's up. I don't know. I don't know. You sound scratchy. I don't know. All right, we'll bring it up a little bit. Hopefully that will be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but. That's that's weird. You're okay. Okay. Yeah, it was like a little cutting out a little bit, but you're okay. You're right, I think. Hey, it's the internet. Yeah, it's different, though. It doesn't have a consistency about it. We may have to bring you back on. Why don't you come okay. back? Come back to me in uh, in a minute here. Okay. You we have it. 300 episodes. We'll bring Steve back in. We've got our friends uh, this week, of course, from Amateur Radio Newsline. We'll do Hour 73. We've got a major announcement in the giveaway for the 100 Watts and Wire tune-up, which is coming up June 11th through the 13th. Big grand prize announcement today. And I don't know. I didn't uh, think too much about the 300th episode. It just has come up to... You know, p- to being a thing, it's kind of crept up, and it doesn't seem like we've done uh, 300 episodes. But I guess, uh, I guess, I guess so. And uh, probably an anniversary coming up here too. I think it was in June of 2015, later in the month, when it kicked off, and so many great people have come mm-hmm. through and big, big uh, interviews. I remember interviewing uh, K3LR and just being like, "Wow, this brother is on a different level." I mean, he was, you know. I've never even been out past his place, but I've seen the towers. I know his past, and uh, we had a great conversation just about how towers and tower safety. And you know, I remember mm-hmm. asking him what what tool, you know, most important tool going up there, and you know, kind of challenging him to think outside of his, you know, because a contestation of that size. I mean, the work alone and he could not do it alone i mean you know he could never do that kind of tower work all by himself you know we think about oh we got a off-center fed giving me an issue i got to change a connector and you're like oh man imagine all those sorts of towers take a small army so anyway uh, i mean i think he has 11 towers or something like that i mean wow wow and he's not the only one there's others like like that it's just unbelievable yeah yeah it's great pardon me i'm getting choked up on the 300th i'll have to talk like this (laughs) no but uh you know so many cool people have come in and and it it all started off with me trying to play the role of the seeker back in 2015 i was brand new and hf became 
this magical land and I still haven't been able to really take a digital mistress. You know, I dabble a little bit. I'll see you at the hotel on Tuesday night. Yeah, once in a while. But <clears throat> mostly, I mean, HF is just so... It occupies most of my uh, capacity. You know, that... So it just started out as following my sort of journey in this service and the hobby. And then over a while, you meet a guy like Steve and other people who start to mentor and Elmer you. And then you pick up some things and you start to know some stuff. But I still keep it um, as a role of an active seeker. You know what I mean? I, I don't do the unboxings and let me show you how this works because I, I just don't. You know, I just pitched an idea to Paul, which is not a super crazy idea, but he's working on a new facet of his game. I know nothing about it. You know, I know what he's talking about, but I don't know how that works. I'm like, why don't you do a little piece so we can kind of follow you? What What is that? And, you know, so that's kind of what the show has remained. It's I'd like to talk to people who actually know a little bit about what they're doing because, you know, and I'm just picking it up as we go, Steve. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> wow, you believe the same thing. I'm getting a little. <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's something in your microphone. It's killing us. It's well, coming through the thing. <laughs> There's something wrong. Oh, man. Well, cheers, everybody. Thank you for uh, stopping by on the 30th. I'm going to open up the... Uh, I want to say I want to open the phones, baby. I want to do that and drop the link in for people to come visit later. Probably after we do the two-story segment, we'll open it up and just have you know some conversation and visit with the people a little bit today. Steve, I don't even remember. You, you jumped on pretty early because well, I we, met you uh, and... Discussed it. At Dayton, we were at Crown Plaza mm-hmm. uh, in May of 2015, and we kind of got together there um, during the uh, Ham Nation, one of the live events, mm-hmm. and then we talked about the start of 100 Watts and a Wire and and your thoughts on it, and I said, go for it, do it, do it, and, uh, and then you went along, and then we just kind of stayed in touch, and then I just kind of helped you along the way, and... Uh, and then it was and here we are 300 episodes later it's bizarre because many people may or may not know a lot of people come by in 300 episodes i mean they new people are coming into the service and hobby all the time but i i was doing pieces for ham nation that's how we met and i was Mm -hmm. in dayton and we were doing that thing and you were helping bob set up and you know i remember stabilizing his camera and people were telling me and people asked have you thought about doing your own thing and I'm like yeah I mean I have thought about it I'm an audio guy and outside of radio and kind of missing the freedom that broadcast radio would give to me I was like yeah and I got an idea and I think you know and so it kind of branched off uh, from going from doing stuff on Ham Nation to starting this audio only podcast and then meeting people along the way and Katie W7 uh, W7 oh geez W-Y-7-K. W-7-Y-L, yeah. You know, she joined me, and she came on for about a year. I had seen her do a um, a piece on Gary P- Pierce's program. This was back when there wasn't so many YouTube options. And Gary had a show, and I don't know if it's still going or not. But anyway, I saw her and Sean Kutzko talking from the league about field day. And I was like, she's really good. Like, she's talking down on a normal level it wasn't so much cue speak and so she joined and she ran uh, with me for about a year and then uh, she went off to do her thing and we just kept on just 
talking, just open the mic and talk. So it's uh, 300 episodes is, it's a milestone, but I don't even remember hitting 200 and thinking much of it, you know. I'm just tying into uh, this big giveaway for the tune-up with the 300. It just happened to pair up really well this week. So, but uh, I don't know. Steve uh, has been with me in a capacity as like friend, net control operator, net control manager, now sidecar Steve, everybody's Elmer. <laughs> he wears the, he wears the goggles on the in the sidecar on the motorbike. <clears throat> That's a cool image. We need to get somebody who can yeah. do illustrations to to mock that one of those up for us, but <laughs> Yeah, we're going to open up uh, in the chat now. Um Edwin has posted the link. Um so as we go today, we'll take some calls. I'll, I'll call them calls because it feels like radio. Bring you in. You can come on and say hello. But I probably won't. Uh, it'll be another oh, 10 or 15 minutes before we can get to some calls. But look in the chat. This is where you'd want to look for that. And uh, Edwin's just posted it in there. I think I can do it too. So I'll put it in there. We'll put it in again. You guys can come visit mm-hmm. and say hello. Yep, there it is. <clears throat> so, Thanks, Edwin. Yeah, this week has been one of those weeks. It wasn't a week from hell, but it was a busy week, which is okay. Busy mm-hmm. beats the alternative. Um, the, we didn't talk about the M flare that happened just before last week's show when I thought I lost everything. You know, I don't know an M flare from a hemorrhoid. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it was. I, I looked over and I'm like, my screen was basically nothing. And I'm like, are you plugged in? All this, are you plugged in, dummy? Are you this? Are you that? I'm checking the SWR. I'm like, it's actually good. I did find an antenna issue on 20 meters, which was sort of incidental to this. I'm like, I'm going to switch over radios. Did I push a button on this radio? What's happening? And I remember typing out on the uh, Facebook group, are the bands weird right now? You know, it was really strange. In the middle of the day, it's like two, between 2 and 4 in the afternoon or whatever. I thought I cut the main feed line, but the SWR was good. Both radios were crapping out, and it was flatline, man. And it, I, I had a hopeless feeling. And uh, the next thing you know, I start getting a little trickle of information. And I think you said something, and somebody else said something, and yeah, predictions yeah, were me weird. And I was at the uh, at the office or the shop, and. Uh, so my only way to, to verify it was, well, I'll just uh, check a, uh, the web SDR sites and uh, got out there and I was like, holy smokes, it's a flat line. And uh, then uh, started looking at uh, uh, one site, solarham.net. And uh, it was like, we we're right in the middle of an M-class uh, flare. It was like 3.9 when it peaked out. It was, uh, and it just, it just did a number and uh, basically did a radio blackout and uh it was it was pretty amazing on what it did and uh, then it was slowly starting to build back up and starting to pick up but it was uh by the time i got home we were you know back to somewhat normal but uh it slowly came back but there was Mm -hmm. a time there i i went to everything i could have possibly done wrong everything i've every button i've done you know and it i'm just short on my propagation and space weather so instantly when this band starts to come back i'm typing up you know space weather and, and trying to figure it out and i, I know uh, uh dr t is is good at all these things and i i don't follow much of any outside sources but i know she does stuff 
and I go right to the Twitter and I'm like, wow, I, I need to like bone up my game here because I literally mm-hmm. thought I killed everything. Like I killed everything. And I just wanted confirmation that I wasn't the only one, you know? Yeah. That's a sinking feeling. You kind of come into your shack and you, uh, you turn on the radios and all of a sudden it's like, it's dead. And you're like, what is going on? <laughs> and it's like, and you're switching antennas. You're trying different radios. If you have multiple radios and you're, you're just kind of scratching your head thinking it's all your problem and uh, come to find out later it's you know it's the sun just kind of playing a cruel joke on us it's just fascinating and you know what does that do to emergency communications what does that do to us you know what i mean and it the sun's going to do what she wants to do to us i mean mm-hmm. all heads must bow every tongue must profess the sun will do what she's going to do and i need to bone up on that game i just do i think i'm going to have to bring in some other propagation experts i got a really good book back here but words are just words when you don't understand like i need a good teaching good fundamental a good foundation in that kind of propagation and that sort of i guess you'd call it space weather and know and what that does to you scares the bejesus out of me i can say that with great uh, comfort We've got a little bit of time. We can reminisce about the 300th. I don't really have a favorite. Some people ask, what were your favorite shows? And they just kind of roll off. And there's a time in there where you... I was recording at like 5.30 in the morning on a Monday because it was best for what I could do. It was quiet. My kids were younger, of course. And I'm like, okay, I'll record now. I'm awake. That's just... Let's just see. But favorite, I I used to... uh, I enjoyed going to Dayton and going portable and doing like remote stuff. I wasn't live streaming, but I could go gather mm-hmm. audio and I did that and interviewed a lot of different people. Just a lot, you know, they're all there. And then just your, your run of the mill, regular everyday ham, just like us, but without a show or maybe an unknown uh, personality in the, and just seeing what those people, what they like what they're into, what they're what they're looking at. I walked a couple times just through uh, Audio Alley down in, um, I think Xenia has its own, uh, like its own tent. I don't know if it was like, it felt like an outside building. And I just recorded the sounds of that area. I mean, all the milling about, all the people, all the little conversation. I didn't talk at all. You know, so I have these little things and, I talked to Paul, I talked to Karen, I've talked to, you know, lots of other people who were, uh, Dave Kassler was out there, really nice, he had been ill for a little bit and came out with his wife and they drove out, he was a really sweet guy, mm-hmm. you know, and at the time I didn't have YouTube in, even in a thought, you know, I wasn't even yeah, thinking. Yeah, it was strictly audio. Strictly audio, wasn't even thinking about it, and I was like, wow, you've got 40,000 subscribers, that's awesome, dude, he's like, yeah. And he's a, you know, he's an engineer type, so he's a big brain guy. Um, and so anyway, that's uh, that's how it goes. But I think having those conversations and just being around the people and putting a microphone to see what they think, that's that's a lot of fun. And then learning uh, from guys like K3LR. Uh, Randy has been on to talk about different things. Lots of, lots of interesting people have come through. So I just appreciate yeah, some the- of the uh, fan favorite shows that I've recalled over the years have been your walks out in the uh, in your field out amongst your trees early yeah. morning. Uh, there you are just uh, hearing the crunching of your feet uh, going out and checking antennas and your first mm-hmm. reaction on uh, 
hey, a storm came through and now you're yeah. walking out there and, and then hearing your reaction was uh, was always good. I've always enjoyed uh, hearing those <laughs> Yeah, the curse words I'm and the apologies. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few of those. Yeah, oh, I yeah. need to uh, I need to get back to that and figure that out. You and I both have some, it's summertime, so you get vacation mm -hmm. time, and I want to figure out how we're going to actually pull this off from the road, and I think it'll be an easy, I think, uh, I don't know, I just have to think it through. It won't be this, because this computer that I'm staring at is the streaming computer. It's just, it's mm -hmm. going to be here, you know, so I'll either take a laptop or I can either do it. I could do it from a phone, I suppose. It just wouldn't be as fancy, but I do need to get back out to those, you know, walking out there and just seeing what Mother Nature has done to me this week. Many episodes of 160 Wire, just dead wood falling yeah. on it. It was like a recurrent thing, you know, and I'd get oh, out yeah. there and I'd be the like, why? why do you care <laughs> about this antenna so much? You know, it's like once a year, I really push it and test it, but I had to have mm -hmm. it. And it was like exactly. the prom the prom queen. The long, mm -hmm. beautiful legs, all this height. And I'm like, you know. And then it's just the biggest pain. The biggest pain. <laughs> <clears throat> and, you know, it just resembled my like, teen years or whatever. is chasing this band and falling in love with it. And then, like, looking over there and seeing 17 meters and going, well, you're cute. I like 17 <laughs> meters. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, 160. But I could never let it go. I had I was just constantly repairing all that wire and, and whatnot. But anyway, so it, it really creeps up on you. Like my grandfather said, literally on his deathbed, he was turning 90 years old. And two days later, he passed. But we went to see him. And his comment was, where does the time go? You know what I mean? It was like, it just... And before you know it, you look up and man well it was 2015 when all this started that just seems like yesterday and look where we are yeah six years later hopefully i've learned some things hopefully you guys have learned some things but most importantly forget about all the guests you know of course the sponsors who have been with us icom has been with us since the beginning uh, ldg electronics has been running with us for uh, several years now and much love to them and anybody uh, BioNO Power is, of course, a sponsor, and they're enablers. They're just they're, they're enablers who kind of keep you keep you uh, keep you going and help you. But it's the people, you know. It's really the people who send you the things, and the and every once in a while you'll get a letter that says, you know, thank you for what you're doing, and then that's the most part. You know, it's not an ego trip for me. Uh, my ego days would have been in Philly when the numbers are like nothing you could ever achieve in this realm. So mm -hmm. those were the days where, you know, if you're gonna feel inflated and like you think you're something big, it would have come there. But even still, that was later in my career. Um, you know, so it's the people though that come and hang out and spend their time with you or even care. You know, there's so many other options and there's a lot of good stuff out there. So the people really are why you know, I'm doing it, you know, I get a little bit for my soul. It's like watering my plant, you know, in your soul. I know I'm pushing up on our uh, two stories time. I'll get there, but it, uh, it gives me what I need as a broadcaster, but not the ego trip, you know, that, that, that if it, and I started off, Steve, you might remember this. I would say if 500 people, I remember saying this to Katie, if 500 people 
find it and stick around i'll i'll uh, i'll keep doing it you know and next thing you know i'm like okay we hit that mark what are you gonna do and then at some point you just stop looking back and this was the audio side it was like they're there mm-hmm. so let's go cook i have to be a cook so I'm just reminiscing, but this is how our conversations go on this this here program. But thank you to the people, the people who are here now listening, who will still only listen. The people still love to take the show with them and are just pleased that this is an added addition. You know, you get to see a little bit of us and you get to little, see a little bit more. But the audio audience is still very deep-rooted, cutting grass traveling treadmill that stuff so thank you to commuting people yeah they they like it and they can listen whenever they want this is harder this is harder to make a schedule for saturday morning and i get it i totally get it let's take a break steve uh we'll dip you into the uh the space with the people we'll come and we'll talk about a couple stories and i'll see you on the uh the back side of that so uh stay tuned we'll come back with two stories next back to net control with christian k0 sth Brothers and sisters, let's talk about the 100-watt ID. Very easy to get. None of this costs you a thing. But it is fun to have your own, and here's how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Gathering tab. Here you give us your name, your call sign, and your email address. Very simply put, an app will sequentially issue your ID, and a very busy human will send you that ID through the email. Then you can use it during our nets and operating events, share it with your friends, do whatever you like, but that is how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com and click the gathering page. Now let's get back to the show. The Kilo Station again, again, again. Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. You're 5'9". Right. Brothers and sisters, this is the portion of our program where I invite my brother and my sister from Amateur Radio Newsline. We get together and we talk about uh, two stories. One of these stories you should have heard about this week and one maybe you wouldn't get a chance to hear about. So I welcome Karen Eve Murray, the editor of Amateur Radio Newsline, and Paul Brown, who is the voice, or one of the voices, one of the, the anchors of amateur radio newsline and your boy uh welcome guys how are you doing today on this uh early morning spring though everybody's got to feel good right yeah it's it's nice it's uh what is it outside it's 63 now <laughs> what is that um, <laughs> that's my cue again karen no He's no like, no the, the time the smart three minutes late has the, has the temperature on it um because last week it was like 35 and stuff and it's it, you know the plants are confused. The fish in the pond are looking at me like, "What?" Right. But it's been uh, it's been like seventy something yesterday and sixty, so it's finally starting to feel like spring. My wife had planted, I think, seventy seeds of tomatoes indoors. We started them early to get them going mm-hmm. yesterday, and we have a, a decent sized garden, but we're, we're not farmers at all by any stretch. But sixty eight tomato plants went into the into the ground yesterday wow. and i was telling steve that i mean we're gonna have salsa it's like bubba from uh forrest gump we'll have uh sal- well, salsa we'll have tomato sauce <laughs> soup sauce tomato pancake it was the whole list and and if they do come in boy 
but nothing beats a tomato sandwich. If you like tomato, my vegetarian sister, do you eat the tomato sandwiches? Okay. Oh no, I got him muted. I'm I'm sorry. <coughs> okay, go ahead, Karen. I eat the tomato sandwiches. I used to be quite the gardener back in the day before I discovered I don't like bugs eating me with my hands in the dirt. Uh, and uh, one of the things that troubled me being a vegetarian was when I had to cut these beautiful eggplant from the stalk. Oh. And all of a sudden I realized I was overcome with guilt. Really? And I apologized. I apologized <laughs> to the eggplant. <laughs> and that's when I realized it might be time to hang up the gardening equipment. You know, it was I, getting to me. I had a similar experience. <clears throat> it wasn't when I cut the... I cut them off. It was when I killed them, when they would, the plant would die. Yeah. And I had so much guilt. But this was my early days it's of gardening. And, and I was just like, no, no, no. And the shame, like, I'm terrible Does I kill this plant. Taking the fruit of it wasn't as as hard for me as you're losing. You're ripping them. it. You're, you're ripping a portion <laughs> of, I don't want to guilt you here, but yeah. I know, Here's I something terrible. that'll make There's it 68 worse for tomato Christian. Like, no. <laughs> <clears throat> Christian, we did a story about a year or so ago, I think Mike Askins read it, um, having to do with the fact that these tomatoes have been known to send each other the equivalent of Morse code. So you're really going to have a problem this year if you, if you look in our archives. Do you see the tomatoes going, ah, oh, here he comes. Uh-huh. Watch out. Keep your he's head gonna down. He's going to rip your child take, from you. Yeah, he's going to take your fruit off of your, yeah, forget <laughs> it. Well, that's good. That'll give me another excuse for the voices in my head, Paul, you know. Yeah. 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 Do you grow anything, Paul? Mm. Um, my wife he grows old. Uh, he grows old. Oh, Ooh. I grow old. Yes. No, my <laughs> wife uh, tries to grow uh, some vegetables every. Year. We we live in a condo, so we have just a really small courtyard. So she'll put in two or three tomato plants because she likes green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll we try to do some other stuff, but it, our area really isn't set up for that. So I uh, we we have our small little pond in the space between the garage and the front window, so we can sit and watch our uh, our fish. Yeah, well, thank you. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you guys uh, here with me. And uh, for a long time with the show, I should say, I, w- I could tell a story, but I know these people have lives. But Paul actually defended me one time in the early days on a website that I don't really frequent much, unless I'm looking yeah, up to I'm say a call sign. never made that mistake again. Yeah, I don't know why. They were totally right. <laughs> I don't know why you defended me. But I remember that you did that. And uh, it's one of the things I admire about you, and I appreciate the fact that you came to my defense. Uh, I used to just say, look, we got another show. Here's another show if you want to go check it out, right? I would, I would just announce it on the, this particular website that I'm still a member of. And that's what bent me the most was that I was a member and I was getting hammered by <laughs> the community. And uh, Paul came to my defense on that day, and it was really early in. And I've never forgot that, so thank you for that, sir, publicly for uh, uh, defending my uh, honor for just saying, hey, here's something if you want to listen to something. If not, let it go by. I think I know which site you're talking about. It has three letters in the name. It does. And uh, I'm still a member at the lowest level. So am I. but, But because it, you know... Because of that incident, so, I don't post us over there anymore, and I thought that just took a little too long for you guys to regulate that. But uh, Paul stepped on, in and, and did help. Yeah. Sometimes on forums, you, you just ignore the comments, and sometimes you're like, you know what? If, if you don't like something, just ignore it. Yeah. 
Nowadays, when you don't dig it and you give me negative feedback, I'm like, get your money back at the door. You know, go ahead right. and get your money yeah. back. It, it, no problem, no hard feelings. It's free. So, so. anyway, we're exactly. ranting, Karen. I'm sorry. Uh, go by ahead. the way, that will that'll serve you well in your garden because I think your plants are going to be uh, talking dirt. About you. <laughs> this is not going to be a pretty season in your garden, Christian. She's too good. You want negative feedback? You got it from they're those growing. tomato plants. We had uh, tom- we they're going to throw tomatoes at you. In the office I used to work in, we had a guy who he and his wife had a, a large garden, and they had zucchini plants that I swear got hit by some sort of weird alien radi- radiation because he'd bring in bags of zucchini like every three days, and some mm-hmm. of these were like the size of your arm, and and it, it, would, it would just keep growing. And, and he's like, I have like three tons of zucchini in the yard. I don't know what to do with. Well, that's a, he let them grow too long. You know, with those, you want them to be at just a small, certain size. He let them go. But in his defense, uh, just a couple of days with a zucchini plant, and next thing you know, you're making bread, which is fantastic. But they they grow so fast. You make good soup. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, I know uh, Paul has a uh, an appointment to get to, so we should probably talk about our two stories. I'm just teasing him. Uh, Karen, yeah. our, our lead-off story, what did you uh, find that was interesting to you today? Okay, I'll begin by asking you, uh, Christian, what's your grid square? Uh, what's your sign? Kilo Mike, uh, <laughs> Kilo Echo, what is it, 48. Kilo Mike 48, I think. Kilo Mike. Okay. That, that, maybe that's well, not right. Echo Mike 48. Jeez, Earl says it in the opening, and now I've spaced. I didn't know you were. Yeah, gonna it's in your opening, me. and I, I thought of that immediately when I when I came upon this story. Uh, Jim Clary, ND9M, has spent a month activating grid squares that are nothing like yours or mine. They are what they call rare grid squares, wet grid squares. That okay. doesn't mean they have a problem. <laughs> there, See, these are the dry grid squares of the United States. This map, Jim was kind enough to send me. These represent grid squares he has worked or made a contact on. At some point, he's uh, trying to confirm some of them. He spent a month on a supply ship cruising from Florida. This is his way he earns a living. Uh, cruising from Florida to Saipan with cargo to be delivered there, and being a ham and having a little bit of free time on board, decided, hey, there are satellites out there. Why don't I activate some grid squares and give some (coughs) hams a chance to make a contact and log these grid squares? So this was an opportunity to get something rare in the books. And he wrote me the other day with an update, uh, which didn't make it in time for our newscast, but makes it in time for this morning. Uh, Almost a 1,000 contacts. He made 951 contacts using, let's see, he used uh, 62 different grid squares, 11 different satellites, and he used a SAT PC32 program to do the orbit pass predictions for the satellites so that the timing was just right. And what does he do? He goes up to the flight deck, and he's holding an antenna in one hand, and he's working the radio with the other, and he got all these hams to activate these very rare grid squares. They're over the Western Pacific. They're over the ocean. There's very little land out there. 
So he had a good time, and I know the folks he uh, have he has in the log now. They had a great time. So this is very unusual. This is probably one of the more unusual satellite stories we've ever carried on Newsline, and uh, really worth noting. Nice job, Jim. And Paul, you uh, are you into the satellites? I know Neil, a colleague of ours, is very much into them. Uh, what do you make of this story? I'm trying to get in. Um, I'm, I'm working on some antennas for the house here so I can try to work some of it from the shack because I'm here a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a portable antenna, so it's a thing I really need want to get into this, this summer. Uh, I know Neil. Yeah, Neil is huge, and he's also a grid square chaser. Um, um, I've been with him uh, when we just pull over when there's a satellite pass coming. And the car doesn't stop moving. Parking. He just jumps out of it. it. Pulls into a parking lot, and he's got the little antenna on top of the roof and uh, just uh, and works as a thing. So um, it's, I mean, it's a different facet of the hobby. I mean, you, you, I mean, some people, it's like, okay, so I've got worked all states on like 37 bands. I need a new challenge. So uh, there's a lot of grid squares. So that gives you uh, something to work on for a long time. And, uh, and those people who go out and actually activate various grid squares are, are a different part of that. You know, like Neil uh, stopping wherever he can to activate a grid square when there's a satellite pass going over. So That's interesting stuff. Sounds, sounds interesting. Something for everybody. Story number yeah. two of uh, this week, something we may have not seen or heard about, but uh, is worth noting. What did you find? Story number two is in, uh, we all are, are familiar with some celebrity hams. Um, one of the, the most famous is Joe Walsh, guitarist from the Eagles, who's been a ham, an active ham since he was a teenager. And, uh, you know, there's, there's been a number of them. Um, Ronnie Millsap, the country artist, was a ham, an active ham for a long time. He hasn't been much in recent years and, and, and others. Um, but one of them, and a lot of the younger listeners may not uh, remember because he passed away a while ago. Uh, but Senator Barry Goldwater was also a very active ham since he was a kid. Um, this morning, I, I just saw a photo of him with the first radio he built um, in his uh, parents' garage when he was uh, 12, and that was 1921. Um, but he was always very um, active and in, in very much into promoting amateur radio. And one of the things that he did a lot during the Vietnam War was he was very active in getting hams over here um, connected up with uh, Mars stations uh, at the various um, areas in Vietnam uh, to connect soldiers with their families back home via ham radio. And the, uh, <coughs> the Arizona Historical Society is going to have an online history lesson on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, the 19th, uh, 6 o'clock p.m., which is probably 6 o'clock p.m. their time, um, talking about Barry Goldwater and his amateur radio activities and and things like that. Um, And if you go to our website, arnewsline.org, and look in the script for this week's newscast, there is a link in there that will take you directly to the page to sign up. There's a small cost. It's a donation to the museum, but it's going to be an online presentation talking about Senator Goldwater and his ham activities and, and 
emphasizing the things that he did during the war to connect soldiers with their families back home uh, in times when, you know, we didn't have satellite phones and, and things like that. So imagine the uh, time. And that's wonderful. Thank you for that bit of information. And we talk about <coughs> these celebrities and 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 people react to different ways. You know, quite a few uh, celebrities that become friends over the years. You depending on where you work, you meet people and they, you know, you just become friendly with them. But uh, yeah. one of the one of the hams, like Walter Cronkite, man, if mm. to be able to work this guy, I mean, uh, would that be something for uh, for you? I mean, all of us are kind of news geeky and broadcast geeky, but can you imagine Walter Cronkite and being able to work yeah. him on the air? Yeah. There's there's a number that I mean, I, I always was hoping I could. Um, uh, Goldwater was, was you know a little bit before my time in ham radio, um, and probably I'm assuming that Walter was probably not active by the time I became a ham but then there were always like uh, King Hussein of Jordan JY1 who was very active and and very very friendly and and there's been stories about a number of hams who um who talked to him and then years later they'd contact him again and he remembered them hmm. um you know and uh you know like I said Joe is active on uh, a lot on 80 meter AM he rebuilds old Collins transmitters, you know, and as a hobby. So, um, and and then the the um, Larry Jenstrom, the the late uh, bass player from Thirty Eight Special, was an active ham. When he was on the road, he brought a uh, he'd bring a USB uh, a, uh, one of the DV dongles, and he'd keep up on on D Star when he was in hotel rooms when he couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, get on RF. So he was active, and a lot of these guys, it's just a thing that they've been doing since they were kids, but, and when they're on the road on tours, it keeps them connected and keeps, you know, keeps them away, you know, brings them back into normal life, so. And I know we're talking about a different man here, and I'm bringing up Walter Cronkite again, but as as I've got my news friends here with me, it it shows me, like myself, and I'm not putting myself on his level, I'm just putting us all on a broadcasting level, his interest in how the other side of the microphone works, how how the mm-hmm. engineering works, and that's kind of what brought me to it. I've always had an interest in radio, but have been on this side. Uh, it makes me feel good knowing that he may have been uh, searching for some understanding about the other side. What do you think, Karen? Well, I think, first of all, if I had been able to work Walter Cronkite, I, if I never made another contact again, mm-hmm. I, that would be it. I just lay back in my chair and go, yes, thank you, God, because that would have been brilliant moment. I think you're right, though. A lot of us are drawn to amateur radio, even um, those among us who do it for a living. It's, it's not about that. It's about the radio part of it, very much so. And uh, there is still a lot of out there who, you know, can't get enough. You get home from work, and what do you do? Get on the radio. It's like you spent the day on the radio. Yeah, but now I'm spending the night on the radio. Because it's, it's radio. It's what we love. So I think having uh, an appreciation of Walter Cronkite uh, is a good thing. Having an appreciation of what Barry Goldwater did is especially important because he wasn't just on the radio for amateur radio. He was in Washington, D.C. for amateur radio. And I'm hoping that the program will touch on some of the work he did on Capitol Hill with laws, communication laws, and other things that helped shape the hobby because 
the legacy of that is what we are dealing with now. So he was popular for many, many reasons, and I think his work in Congress was a big part of that. Yeah, too. I can't imagine his conversations he had on the air when you'd be getting somebody who would want to talk about politics and how he would balance maybe that, or maybe he yeah. used it as a uh, platform. I I don't know enough, but well, yeah. And, and <clears throat> I, I can you imagine giving? Lot, yeah. I mm-hmm. think back then, though, there really was. I mean, there's always been kind of an unspoken rule, which clearly nowadays mm-hmm. no right. longer applies, right. that you don't discuss no. things like politics uh-huh. and stuff in Hammerty. And I, I would think back then he probably would, would have stuck with that and said, you know, yeah. thank you, but yes. well, let's talk yeah. about ham radio or something else. Yeah, You know I would what, though? So. Depending on your political party, you'd give him a, a bad signal report if, if you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> political party is like, That's the oh, ham way. Man, you're... Yeah, maybe four by mud. four. You're in the mud, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in the mud. Um, for me, <laughs> it was absolutely the opposite. Um, I was in the ham radio first and uh, got interested in broadcasting after kind of through that and because of some people that I had met. And, and so for me, it was the opposite. You know, I became a ham first and then got into broadcasting later. Yeah, my dad, I've talked about it before, but dad was a CB guy in the 70s, and it piqued the interest of radio itself. And then broadcasting kind of took me, and I doubled back back in 2012 to figure out the other side of this thing. But I'm so glad I did, because the people that you meet, you have to find your people. That's the thing. You just have to find your people, because we all have that something about this that we all love, and it's, it's cool. It's just cool. Well, my thanks to you. Yeah, please put your comments down below the video uh, as it's posted. I'll put this uh, this segment up on uh, later. Actually, be a later today. I think people like to enjoy that with their evening newspaper. Do they still do the evening newspaper? And of course, we drink coffee all day. I don't know about you, but of course, coffee. we drink coffee we all spill day. It. We spill it on the evening newspaper. We yes. spill it on the newspaper, wipe it up with the paper and the comics and all That's that stuff. Right. So, But put your comments about any of this stuff down below the video. The chats are great, uh, but they don't, uh, they don't stick around. So post uh, what your feelings are about anything we said today. My thanks to my sister Karen and to brother Paul. We will appreciate you stopping by. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. So seventy-three. Take care. All right. This is the uh, this is the portion where we start to uh, to talk about a little bit more of the emergency uh, situations. We talk about it with our brother Don, and we come in and we've got some things that are interesting that are going on in the world uh, right now. So. Let me bring in Don. Here he is. He's got the uh, representing Maryland yet again. I I know what it means, but I don't know if our friends do. But I I think that company on your hat and your shirt, that's a Maryland-based company. If I'm I'm right, am I right? I think. Yeah, I didn't plan that. Turned out a little bit obnoxious. No, no, it looks good. It looks like you may have uh, a tea time. You know, you may be headed toward a golf course. But I think it looks good. Like you're matched up. You're good. I've got a Pearl Jam shirt on and a sweatshirt, and I'm like, 300th episode, yay! I'm like, I probably should have wore a tie. I don't know what to do in anniversaries. And- hey, well, I was going to say, first and foremost, congratulations. 300's an impressive mark. Thanks, man. It sneaks up on you. Sneaks up. But you've been with it me does, for it. We've been, we've been over about a year now, about a year, 18, 18 months maybe we've been uh, working on this segment alone, and it was its own podcast for a while, and then the uh, the reason it was created was also the reason we had to put it down for a little bit, and then we brought it back uh, now. And then, 
just as we uh, we get going and we're starting to hash things up, we've got this pipeline issue. And I'm like, okay, Don, I think we need to talk about this a little bit. It's it's causing a little bit of a ruckus, and we have a bit of a I don't know enough about it. I know we probably don't get the full scope of information that we need. So it causes a bit of a, p- a panic. You know, you've got people with these five-gallon, they finally go sit in the line to get their gasoline. The gas shortage is, is, is happening. It's a real thing. But then you've got some maybe hoarding happening, and who knows who's out there joyriding. But let's get to the root you know, you don't want to change your lifestyle, so you're going to pump as many, much gas as you can, fill the tanks, and then the cars blow up. You know, I've seen stories about this. Um, it's like people don't know how to act because we've been programmed so that everything's going to be there for us, and when it's not, we panic. Your thoughts on this pipeline going down and, and where we are today now that it's slowly moving back? Yeah, well, I think you hit the nail on the head when you talked about dependencies. And we talked about it before. It's easy, right? I could have three years of food or I could go to the grocery store every day. And we tend to opt for for convenience. Uh, Some sort of industrial control system hack shut down the pipeline for a while. So, uh, you know, gas gets backed up, prices go up and people start to panic. And there's a lot of a lot of places you can go with this. Like for one, like how do you prepare? What's important for you at home? Uh, what what your stores are? Uh, and I'll use a personal example. So I keep about 15 gallons of gasoline in the shed, uh, mainly because I'm mowing twice a week and I'm too lazy to drive to the gas station. Uh, but that said, seeing folks shove 10, 12, five gallon containers of gas in their car pumping gas into Rubbermaid containers or plastic bags. Uh, One could argue that Darwinism at its finest, but, uh, you know, it begs the question, like, what do you need to be prepared? And pumping gas into a big Rubbermaid tote isn't that answer. So I felt pretty comfortable with what we did here in terms of what we keep in the shed. I told my wife to top off the car. I topped off the car the day before. And at this point, we're fine. You know, we, we, we've ridden that wave. But I think when you see, you know, 2021 gas hoarding is 2020 toilet paper. Right. So when you see people doing that, it's because they're not comfortable. They're not comfortable in making sure they have what they need or understanding big picture stuff. And, and even if you don't, I mean, I think it's even more of a reason for us to be doing what we're doing because we're trying to get to everyday people being more self-reliant. So at least getting you and maybe maybe we're not the arbiters of this, but at least getting you in a headspace not to panic. Um, because I thought about it, not panicking, but like I, I'm, I'm out here in the middle of the country. I'm like, this doesn't even affect what I'm talking about. But just seeing what's happening gives you a, do I need to, do I need to do that? Um, gas rotation, that's probably something we can talk about a little further down the line because you, you, know, you do have sure. to kind of move it. And you could do a month-to-month type of system. We could probably talk about that as we we go along but as people you're in line of what's being affected out there uh, you've assessed your needs and all that sort of things what what's some good fundamental advice for people who are in that oh no uh, category things that they should think about maybe what they want to get instead of what's happening now a little bit yeah so if you look at the pipeline and the gas issue I mean, for one, safety's first and foremost. I have a shed that I keep my gas in. The shed's away from the house. 
it's it's lockable so i'm not worried about my neighbors coming in or anything like that and i don't have those type of neighbors uh but if you're putting all of that gas into your car to get it home uh you're basically driving a bomb home if you're storing it in your garage or something attached to your house you're exponentially increasing your risk of burning your house down so if you think about what you need uh so for me, I, I set the stage talking to you about my mower, right? So I've got 15, 17 gallons of gas in the shed for my mower, uh, all my power equipment. I've got about 10 gallons of diesel because I have a compact tractor that I use around the house. Don't keep it anywhere near the house. It meets my needs. And then I have another five gallon jug of higher octane gas that I use for my portable generators. But you mentioned it. So one, I know what I need. So I have the proper containers. I have it stored safely and I rotate it. So in the summer, it's easy because I'm mowing all the time. I'm going through it. But even the generator gas, if I'm not using it as much, I'll dump it in the mower just to keep that rotation fresh. Uh, but it's also a standpoint of looking at like, hey, what do I need? Right. So for me, the generators, I know that five gallons of gas for both of my generators, it's going to last me a couple of days and I'm going to be fine. Uh, I don't see the need to hoard or store hundreds of gallons of gas because I don't want that safety issue. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's like everything else. So knowing what you need, what your risks are, you know, if you're driving a thousand miles a week, you're going to go through a lot more gas. So maybe that gas in the shed ends up getting rotated into the vehicles. Uh, but I think as soon as folks hear there's going to be a shortage of something, that panic sets in and they buy things that they don't need or they buy a quantity that they don't need. And we've talked about this in, in the generic sense when we were talking about like what gear and equipment that you need to be prepared. You know, people are buying all these things that they've never tested. They don't know how they're going to use it, much less have ever used it before. Uh, but even in this case, you know, with the gas, obviously we all know how to use it. Uh, I am surprised more people did not kill themselves or burn their cars or houses to the ground throughout this. And maybe that remains to be seen as they transfer gas from a rubber-made container into hopefully a, a UL listed proper gas container. But uh, I know there's been a, a few instances in Maryland. I saw a nice Hummer H2 burn itself to the ground. Thanks to uh, mm -hmm. being stockpiled full of gas. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, you know, we, we have all done things in life that are silly, uh, myself included, but uh, I think you're tempting fate when you're filling a, a plastic trash bag full of gas. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy town. It's crazy. And it's not knowing it's, it's really ignorance. And I, you know, it's just human, you know, it's weird instinct that we don't have enough to think about. And I don't know if it's dangerous or not, but I think about, look, this is one of the biggest businesses in the world. Wars are fought over fuel, gasoline. They're not going to let this sit down. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm trying to say is not to get too comfortable thinking that it'll come back. They're going to get it back together. But this is one of those industries where, you bet your dupa it is coming back as fast sure. as humanly possible. So I don't know if that's a dangerous thing. I, I know it, it can be mixed messages if I say, don't worry, it'll come back. The lights will come back on. They'll figure it out. That's a little different from, I think, this gas commodity, which is a, is such a big deal that you knew this was going to be sorted out. The hack is going to be sorted out and addressed. It's unfortunate that it wasn't kind of sorted out and had... You know, now they're saying it. I don't know if it's a domestic issue, but they've uh, at least the government has told us it's it's not the Russians or a different you know power. 
But uh, I was thinking to myself, you know they're working hard to get this back together because there's so much money on the line for them that I sure. don't think you want to put your Hummer at risk here. Any thoughts on, on that mindset? Is that totally wrong? Yeah. No, so you, you raise a really good point, right? So the balance is going to be, uh, one, not panicking. Two, knowing what's going to be a short-term inconvenience versus what's going to be a long-term inconvenience. Uh, so, you know, your, your neck of the woods, Tornado Alley, stuff like that. If, uh, if something significant like, like what happened in Joplin comes through town and your infrastructure's down for months on end, then, yeah, you're, you're dug in for a while. Uh, gas stations, the petroleum industry on a whole, uh, the amount of road tax, uh, tax that the states and the federal government get from the gas is enough that everybody wants gas to be flowing. <laughs> Uh, but that doesn't that doesn't mean that you can't have those short term preps. So in my mind, this is you know the, the, the 24 to 72 hour plan. What's going to get me through a couple days? Uh, we're, we might not be into hour 73 on this one, given mm -hmm. what's behind it, industry wise and government wise. Um, but that, that it doesn't mean you should still have an empty shed or you have empty gas containers. And you mentioned it, just knowing like what you need to get through a couple days, how you rotate it, how you keep it fresh. You know, do I need to dump it in the car if I'm low on gas and need to get to work? And look, you know, one of the one of the things I try to do is I try not to go below half a tank in any of the vehicles. Sometimes I get lazy, uh, but the reality is is that if you stay close to full at any given moment, if something happens, you've got that cushion built in with even what's in your car's tank. And if it got really bad or it stretched on for a couple more days. I would probably let the grass grow a foot tall, pump all the gas out of my mowers and use it for the car if I had to get someplace. Uh, but this was one of those things, like you said, that I felt pretty confident that, you know, it's going to be a week where it's going to be inconvenient or it's going to hurt the pockets a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to find myself in some sort of Game of Thrones situation where I'm just struggling to uh, to keep the car running or the mower turning or or whatever. So, yeah. All right. Well, those are good lessons, and there's so many different things we could unpack here, but we wanted to talk about the fuel of this and the, and the risk of it. I mean, cybersecurity, all this sort of, all this wackiness is really fun to talk about. Maybe we can unpack it as we go down the road a little bit, but I think we both wanted to talk about the fuel scenario and and the things behind that. I didn't know the Hummer was from a Maril Marylander. That's a little disappointing. Yeah. Well, we, learned, right? <laughs> we learned from that person there. Well, well, you see, you raise a good point, though. And we're talking about it in the context of gas right now, right? But what are we dependent upon? What are we dependent upon that's connected to the, the big, bad Internet? I mean, the, the, the next one for me is banking, right? I have grown completely lazy in how I handle banking. I have some cash on hand, but we've made it so easy to pay by a phone, pay by credit cards and if that banking system goes down how many of us have enough cash on hand to make it a week or two so and that's just one of probably a dozen different uh avenues we could take but uh yeah i guess at the end of the day this is like this this issue with the gasoline applies to anything that has your safety and balance right whether it's home heating and the grid goes down uh generating electricity when the when the power goes out you know, these are necessities that we need but they come with a cost of safety and making sure that whatever our preparedness uh, efforts are we're doing it safely so it's one thing hey 
you know, we're out of gas or I'm out of electricity for a while, so I'm going to run a generator. Does me no good if I burn my house down. That's right. And so you're looking at two hams here talking about it, and we're trying to help everyday people um, improve the way they think about preparedness, not so much doom and gloom, but to uh, put some practical ideas and solutions out in front of you and, and open a discussion with you. I know that's important for both of us. So this segment usually is taken and posted on Wednesday. I encourage all of you to put your comments below the video, and then we can bring them back and talk about it. The banking thing. Boy, you opened a can of worms. My my Polish grandmother, she's from the old school. She would tell you she had the money in the pillowcase, under the bed, in the walls, wherever she had it. Did had no trust. And she wouldn't recognize our our world today where they can say, Oh, here's your Biden bucks or your Trump ducats or whatever they would call them, right in your account. And yeah. oh, you owe us a little money. You know that that's what scares me about that so that's a good topic we should put on the list uh too yeah and i'd love to hear what people say i mean we talk about it a little bit offline uh i feel comfortable in the domain for the things that i've done around my house uh the things that i've dealt with professionally but i know there are a lot of your listeners out there that are are doing some great things in terms of preparedness and uh whether it be military experience or just living in remote areas and that's a way of life uh there's a lot of expertise around here, and I'd love to hear what these folks are doing. Yeah, so you can get us on Facebook. We've got our Facebook group for 100 Watts and Wire. There's actually a face group, a Facebook group for uh, Hour 73, but you can comment in the videos. You can send email. We're open to it, and we want to create a dialogue because um, as 100 Watts and Wire itself, and as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm not the one who should be teaching you how to do all this stuff. Frankly, I don't know it. And uh, you may have some, you know, it's never been based on, hey, let me teach you how this works. And uh, it's true for us, although I think Don is a beast, uh, creating a dialogue and things that we may not be thinking about. And where you live is definitely going to be different from where we live and uh, on what we know. So by all means, put your comments down below. Don, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for sticking out. Thanks for the kind words on uh, episode 300. It really does just creep up on you. And uh, to let everybody know, you can find the Hour 73 segments in the playlist at the YouTube channel. So check those out and leave your comments. We'll be uh, looking forward to hearing from you. Anything else, Don? What did we miss? You've got to cut the grass with all this gas you've got now, right? Yeah, at some point. <laughs> at some or my, point. Shed's, my shed's going to explode, right? Yeah, get uh, it out. No, I, I'll just reiterate the, the conversation. Like I said, uh, I'm pretty comfortable in my domain, but there's some places where I'm still not comfortable in terms of preparedness. And I like hearing and seeing what everyone else is doing, uh, especially when it comes to planning ahead, some of the gear you might use. Uh, I suspect we're going to have some pretty good conversations about gear at some point, but uh, we will uh, we will save them for the next time. So for sure. congratulations again. Here's to several hundred more. Thank and, you, sir. Uh, we will talk soon. All right. I appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Best to the fam. You as well, sir. Okay, 7-3. All right, there you go. There you go. Steve-O's back there with us. Go. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's so much to think about with fuel and, and how mm -hmm. all that situation went down. And, uh, of course, it didn't affect you and I and our, our geographic position. But, boy, did yeah. it affect a lot of other people. I mean, from Texas up mm -hmm. to uh, New York. Uh, that's a, yeah, it was a big I, one. If I remember, recall this pipeline went from the Texas area mm -hmm. all the way up to New York, and uh, it uh, distributes about fifty percent of the fuel along the East Coast. So it yeah. was uh, 
it was a shocker. I think the company paid about five million dollars for the ransomware. So yeah, and, a, uh, got, but, uh, yeah. I've got young kids and I'm like, you know, maybe that's and and they're into the coding and all this sort of stuff. And this is too mm-hmm. sophisticated for their 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 minds to think about. But these hacking. Uh, these things, these big-brained people who are hacking in and, you know, ransoms and stuff. They're saying they didn't pay a ransom, but uh, who knows? Who knows what really is, yeah. uh, what really went down. Uh, but, man, it's a, it's a whole new world. Wars wars mm-hmm. in uh, a lot of areas are fought in the digital realm. And that banking comment he made about, you know, that's that's something else, you know. That's uh, when they can take that money, when your Biden box goes shoop, right on in. Yeah. And yep. then you owe a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like all this. So convenience uh, has made us a little. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we need we need to talk about how are, how's everybody doing in the chat. I want to wait. They're doing good. Everybody. So, so uh, there was a few comments about, hey, I'm trying to connect, and all I'm getting connected. Just think of it like the phone line. Is, the phone is ringing. So the phone's ringing. Wait, I Christian. see a couple of you guys there. I see there's you there. people there, and uh, Christian will bring you in and. Uh, and a little behind the scenes, I got uh, disconnected, and then I was like everybody else, waiting to get reconnected. Were you waiting so. in line? Oh dear, that's yeah, bad. I was How'd waiting you get in disconnected? Line, but, hey, I don't know. It just uh, when you drop Paul and, uh, oh, <laughs> and Karen, I went boom. Oh no! Bye-bye. Apologies, <laughs> apologies. Yeah, I want to leave that's a little okay. space, uh, and I'll put this in here. I don't, I don't know how many we'll get to do, or who even cares about coming by. But I'll put it in here uh, as we talk. I do want to talk a little bit about the grand prize because we know we've got the tune-up coming up. And let me see mm-hmm. uh, if I can bring this up here without wiping everybody out. Okay, there's me and Steve-O. You, you ready for it? We may as well just say we have so many great prizes, and you can find them at 100wattsinawire.com. Um, and I'll, I'll go to that page first because here's the tune-up, guys. I need you to make an appointment mm-hmm. for this because this is the biggest one yet. Every time, I don't know how we'll ever go beyond uh, what we're doing this time around, but I'm sure it'll happen. If not, we'll figure out something new. But each one has been growing and growing. Tune up in the spring, fall out in the fall, Mm -hmm. right? So we we gave away a complete station in uh, the fall, in October, second week of October, usually second week of June here, and it just rolls over. Mm -hmm. This gives you a little bit more information about what we're doing when it starts, it's not a contest. There's a point system here. Basically, if you work somebody who doesn't know about 100 watts in a wire, you can teach them about us. To talk about the community if you want. But maybe you work somebody with a 100 watt ID. You get two points. You need to get to the 25 point plateau. And this is Uncle Steve. Sidecar Steve says, look, people need to have some skin in the game. These people yep. making one contact and submitting that's not enough. For the people who are doing a hundred or more, so uh, we came up with a point system. It's an honor system, but uh, you know you just get in there and you and you work some contacts. In the end, uh, you'll see all the prizes listed here, except for our grand prize, which has not made it here yet because it's a special three hundredth episode debut. What happens after that weekend? You come back here to the form. Fill it out. Give us a little bit bit of information, and you're put into a random drawing. And I've been doing this uh, with my kids. We end up matching up the entry to a number, the call sign. It's random. We give away these prizes. We've bundled some things together. We've given 
individual prizes to different people. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of ways to do it. And we haven't really worked through all that, but. And the girls really get into pulling the numbers. Yeah, That's they were the like, cool part. this person needs to win something here. What are they going to win? <laughs> what are they going to win? Give another thing. I'm like, we don't have anything. I'm like, how about this big fat pencil? Yeah, give them a big fat pencil. Just for playing <laughs> along, you know, just for doing it. So they're very generous and like, let's keep giving oh, more yeah. stuff away. I'm like, baby, we are tapped out. But uh, the big one here that I want to announce, Steve, and I think this is... Uh, uh, this is a good one. Uh, this is a good one here. This came through just this week, early in the week. We're going to give away a grand prize of an ICOM 705. There it is. Yes. That is the hot transceiver. Uh, a lot of you have them. I know a lot of people have purchased these. These are a 5 to 10 watt rig, depending on uh, how you use your battery with it. And you can see there all the uses. Uh, 10 watts depending right and it's it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous radio i have one here i'm looking for the the time to get out into the field and use it and put it to uh, test many great youtube video uh content creators have reviewed this radio so if you want to know what it is a lot of information out there my friend julian has uh taken this radio out there oh i'm sorry steve you should be on this uh visual with me apologies uh you you no can watch some of his videos, and he beats this thing up, and he puts it to the test. So it, 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 whatever your casual operating style, or if you really want to get out there and test your stuff and your skills, you can do it. This is an interesting radio right here. We will give one away as our grand prize for the 100 watts in a wire tune-up. But uh, I think we're doing good. This is a good deal, right? This is a good, uh, yes, it's it not a is. cheap little oh, radio. Man, it's, a, it's a great little radio. I've worked quite a few on the air. And uh, the most common theme is if you uh, if you know how to use a 7300, you'll know how to use this radio. It's almost identical as far as operation, mm -hmm. operational uh, issues. And it's just great. And they sound awesome out of the box, so. A lot Good. of great. That's uh, that's great. What? A, wow! Thank you, Icom. <laughs> we got it. We got it. It's secured, and uh, the winner will have this shipped off to them. I'll send it. I'll send it to you. I won't open it. I promise. I won't open it. But that was a good one, and it's going to be. Uh, you can all the other things that we're talking about here too. We've got an antenna from MFJ. Um, you can see these people are very generous in their their donations mm -hmm. and the support of the program or, or the operating event. So we got an antenna here from MFJ, very sexy bio NO power is giving away this battery here. Another $125 purchase. Cool battery. And yes. put that battery on the, on the rig, whatever rig on you're the taking. 705 and, oh and boom, goodness. you're go. 10 you go. Watts. There you go. There's a full 10. Uh, we also 10 have a, Elecraft for the first time, they're giving away this antenna, not the radio, but they're giving away this antenna here, AX1 multi-band whip antenna. So this is good. Uh, this is an interest. I look forward to uh, working with Elecraft as we go because they've got an interesting line, especially that base station radio that Steve turned me on to, and it changed uh, changed some things about me. I couldn't stand up for a little while. Nuts and volts. <laughs> Nuts and volts, baby. Nuts and volts. This is uh, the oldest um, electronics magazine in the country. Um, they're going to give away 
and it's all on our website. I'm just clicking through real quick. LDG, uh, another one of our great uh, supporters uh, for a long time now. They're giving away your choice of these uh, these meters. And I, I love analog meters. and just so sexy. So this one yes, here belongs are. to Steve. We, I've got to get that for Steve. Uh, that's his radio. And then mine is down here, the 7610. This is one of those things where yeah. you just see it and you want it. I want that. Yeah, it's, so, that's kind of the cool factor. It is just it cool. just plugs right into it's the radio. Cool. Just put it, it in so there. Cool. Just put it in there. So you, uh, whoever, uh, you know, if you have that radio, that's going to be a good prize for you. Uh, also, our friend uh, Chris, NI4L, makes some very strong antennas. He's going to give away this one here. This uh, G5RV, the uh, ZS6BKW. He always makes them strong. I mm-hmm. uh, wish that was coming to me to play with for a little while because it's just uh, it's just cool. And don't say, Steve will back me up here. Don't poo-poo on the G5RV. Tell him, tell him Steve. Yep, don't poo-poo. Any wire up in the air is better than no wire up in the air. It's, uh, yeah, they're... Uh, a lot of people poo-poo the G5 RVs, and uh, I'm telling you right now, I've worked a lot of guys with G5 RVs, and they've had very, very respectable signals out on the air with just 100 watts. So if that's what you can put up, and that's all you can have up, put it up and go out and have fun, and uh, don't listen to the naysayers. Yeah, you know, it takes a lot to get Steve a little worked up about these sorts of things, and I know like it's a thing for him because he brought it up one time. And it became a whole conversation about people not treating, you know, that like a, a, you know, be cool with the G5 RV people. You know, I you hear these weird things and it's just like, oh, stop that. Yeah, it's, just stop yeah, it. We don't need that. Just stop it. Just get, just the whole point is get on the air and who cares what you're running. Yep. You got to start somewhere. And that's a cool exactly. antenna. That's a cool antenna. Mm-hmm. ABR industry, Steve, we like them because they make great oh, uh, yeah. cable uh, systems. This is the one where they'll give you 50 feet. The winner will get 50 feet of line, and the specs are here. You can get all this stuff at 100 watts in a wire. It's all listed there. Links are there for you to check out. What's cool about this, apart from it's going to work really well, is they put your name and your call sign on the cable. On the, you know, it's like an extra on little. The heat yeah, it's really cool. It's personalized, and it's your cable. We got another. This is a newer prize. Uh, Michael, our friend, uh, came in. KB9VBR said, I'd like to give away a two-meter two um, J-pole antenna. He, that's his thing. He's a J-pole antenna guy. Mm-hmm. He makes them and sells them. I said, sure thing, man. Get in here. Give me that. And uh, come on the show and tell us how those things work. CQ you know, magazine. another yeah, thing go. is, uh, excuse me, Let me go that's back. another antenna that gets uh, bagged on a lot as people go, ah, J-poles. But for two meters, I view that as the G5RV equivalent. It's a great little antenna. I've built a few of them. Mm-hmm. They're great club projects and uh, for clubs to do as a group, and uh, they perform uh, quite well on uh, for two meters or UHF applications. So another antenna that uh, people kind of bag on, and uh, thank you uh, for uh, for providing that. Uh, they're great antennas. Appreciate Michael. And our friends at CQ Magazine, we all know about CQ Magazine and uh, the great products that they put out. It's fun to actually hold them. They'll also give away digital. Um, the details are there. I think they're going to give away like three, three full subscriptions over the weekend. 
very kind. They're very, uh, very kind. And CQ is, um, it, you know, it, it supports the hobby. So you should support the hobby too. But they're they're going to be giving away uh, copies. And you see they're celebrating the children, celebrating the kids. So thank you to CQ Magazine. Here's one of our old friends here too uh, from uh, Power Film Solar. They're going to give away this 20-watt foldable solar panel. This is part if you enjoy your portable operations Pairing something like this with a bio and a battery and your portable rig, top notch. This is the stuff. If you dig into PowerFilm Solars, and Steve knows this because we've been running with them for a while now, they shot these things. They put them up and they shot holes in them and then they tested them. So they are like military type tested gear just to see how they'll perform in the field with gunshots, holes, whatever. Yours won't have gunshot Thanks. holes in it. But, Hopefully, uh, <laughs> I hope. I don't know what they'll send you. They'll just be like, "Give them the one we shot up." But they've got videos of you know just how resistant and tough and strong. So if it's tough enough for our military, I would think that uh, it's tough enough for us too. So uh, thanks to them, and uh, all the prizes are listed again back here at 100 watts and a wire. Uh, click on the um, events tab. And scroll through, you'll see this. This is just an operating event, guys, not a contest. It'll tell you when it comes on. Um, you can pair up, get outside now that things are becoming, uh, restrictions are lightening up. It's so nice to be outside. Can't wait to get portable. And uh, all that stuff. And the big announcement, the 705 has joined. Uh, it is the grand prize for our 100 watts and a wire tune-up. And we'll tell you about it. I, I would like for you all to subscribe subscribe click the notification bell because you're going to be want to be around uh, for the announcements of the people who are winning i guess we'll do a big announcement type of show you know when uh, mm -hmm. giveaway for the giveaway time so please yeah. go ahead if you dig anything you've seen or heard here today or in the past on our 300th episode which is still bizarre um you know give us a like a thumbs up or whatever and hang out but uh participate in this event perhaps you'll win the grand prize or any of these other great prizes are, are great for your kit to have with you they all can support what you want to do out there in the field so i'm excited to release that boy we're getting these these shows get longer and longer i, I tell steve i want to <laughs> cut them down i'm gonna cut this show down nope. nobody cares about this and then it's like oh man we're giving away a 705 we got to talk about that i'd actually like to talk to the people and um we still have some questions. Let's uh let's go in and see what we'll do here. We can bring somebody in. How about we bring somebody in? You you ready for that? Let yes. me see if I can figure yes, out how to, how to bring somebody in here. All right. Oh, I'll change this. Let me change this over. I can do that. Mystery stand, person. Stand by, <laughs> mystery person. Who is number behind four. number four? Door number four. <laughs> let's make it two. Let's make it two. Rex, move over there. I can't see your face. Uh, I'm working on it. Hey, oh, Rex. Go. Hey, Rex. How you doing, man? Fun. Doing good. It's uh, about 55 degrees out here, so got my coat on. Nice. Listening to the birds and uh, squirrels running around. Oh, good. Well, that sounds like paradise. I know you've, uh, you're one of our friends that are a farmer, and you're in Missouri, not too very far from us. So, And you spent uh, most of... Uh, let me ask you a question. How do you make sure that your dupa, your rear end, your bottom, 
all those miles in that tractor they have a good cedar you gotta like get a ball what do you do how do you do that man that's a lot of miles uh very good seat uh i don't know it's hydraulic it's uh, got cushions in all directions it's got high back uh, doesn't have air conditioning in the seat but uh you know things have come a long ways from when you had a steel seat on a spring right yeah well good thank you for the work that you do out there with um with the farms i hope you're having a good season and got everything that you need into the ground how's it looking okay yeah. Yeah, things are going okay. It's been cold. You know, it's been about the coldest year since the 1890s, I think it was. So it's been kind of cool, but uh, corn's in the ground, and most of it is growing. Nice. Uh, soybeans are going in, and I haven't been out to check to see if any of them are up. I assume some of them probably are, but I usually make the pass before they're up, and then I'll go back. I'll make two more passes before the year's over. But uh, anyway, I wanted to come on and say congratulations for 300 episodes uh, that's a big milestone and i've been happy to be around for i don't know maybe about half of them uh i haven't watched or listened to all of them i still listen to most of the episodes on the days that i'm out driving mm-hmm. or uh there's another podcast that i jokes about uh how many acres of the lawn gets mowed when they're listening and uh I have a little different perspective because it's it depends on which vehicle I'm in, how many mm-hmm. acres I get done while I'm listening. Yeah, it the audio is that uh, you know that's kind of the the roots of what the show you know where it came from. It's my radio roots too, so I'll never abandon that. And there's always anybody who comes through here, I'll tell you, we're always tweaking the levels and we're trying to make it right. I know you sent me a note here and was like, this one this one sounds a little because there's a balance. It's a little different, you know, when you're. Uh, you're not at a radio station per se, and you're you're doing it. it. It's really cool, and we get a little closer every time uh, with the audio. But I'll never abandon that audio side. It's such an important side, and more people are there. You know, I'm well tuned in to how many people just dig taking it with them to do whatever they're doing. Heck, I listen. I don't even go back to the video thing, and I'll send a note to Steve like, "The audio sounds good this week," and it'll be that's yep. the first the first thing I go to is the podcast how does the audio sound but it's a you know it's a it's an audio thing steve you got anything for rex he looks like he's having a a laid-back day after putting in so many acres oh yeah yeah it's uh, how many uh, miles text message saying if it dries off that uh if i could come back out (laughs) (laughs) oh no i thought we might get a little bit of rain today actually i thought we'd get a little rain uh, it, it looked like it could rain today between like say now and noon, but I haven't looked out. I'm in the dark pretty much now. Yeah, when you're not in the tractor, you're on the in the truck, over the road truck, and uh, hauling. So thanks for uh, listening to us on there, Rex, and we appreciate you being here. Yeah, hopefully I can activate for the uh, uh, spring tune-up, and that'll be fun. Yeah, let us know if you do. I'm going to be streaming a lot, so maybe we'll do a lot of this interact and see where everybody is. I think people enjoy seeing people do the work. Hey, seven three brothers, stay safe out there. My best to your uh, beautiful family out there. Okay, take care of yourself. Yeah, seventy three. Congratulations. All right, appreciate you, man. Here. That's a good guy. You got to trust the American family farmer. Yes, sir. You got to take They're care the of the backbone them. of this country. 
Well, let's see, Steve. We probably got somebody else to talk to. Should we go to the phones? Let's go to the phones. This is some. Go D- to the phones on some- line three. This is DX. <laughs> We're going to Timmy. Timmy, you're Timmy, on. Timmy, buddy. <laughs> Hello, my folks. There. There you are. How you doing, brother? Very, it's been a while. Very, I'm I'm fine, and I hope you are fine. Three hundred episodes. Great. That's Crazy. totally great. Thank you, sir. It's uh, it's it sneaks up on you. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's just like wow. <laughs> I feel like somebody yeah, was. That's a very lot of numbers, numbers and lots of episodes and a lot of talks. And I had before, as I, as I before said, I had listened to these uh, your episodes far before I did come here on the on the YouTube side. And uh, today's uh, weather we have here in Finland. Uh, 64.7 Fahrenheit outside there. Oops, let me get you back. Nice. Get you back with us. Very okay. nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you're usually dealing with yeah, winter, winter plus. So just six inches last Perfect. week? Yeah. Well, last Friday we did have a six inches of snow and uh, suddenly in summer did come uh, at wow. the Tuesday. Tell the people where you are. It's about <laughs> <up, laughs> 75. Let let the audience know where you're uh, you're you're coming in from. I'm coming from the Finland. My call sign is uh, Oscar Hotel Seven Tango, and my locator is a Kilo Papa Four Three Oscar Golf. Okay, very good. Wow. Well, good. Yeah, I appreciate you. We uh, I think we met last year. We were doing our, our show. It must have been since September. I would I would guess because that's when we started the YouTube side and we started to meet. Uh, people, we've got someone in Amsterdam. We've got Finland. We we talk to as many people as uh, who will listen. So, I appreciate your support uh, for long time audio. Side. We got Germany too. We do have Germany. Yep. Who could forget? Yeah. Who could forget? What are you going to do today or tonight where you are? Well, under under my contest construction, there is a one one podcast episode in Finnish, unfortunately, um, which is coming in a week or later. And uh, I do have a couple of interviews on the week, so I'm pretty busy with my podcast here. So you're doing a podcast. Nice. I do a yep. show. We're probably supposed to do something together, don't you think? Is it because yeah, I don't speak that language? Fun. You'd have to do all well, the heavy that's, lifting. That's, doesn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak Listen the languages you can speak. I have to lean on your uh, your English. Yeah, indeed. Listen to this. Pocket broadcast. All three languages. That's sexy. I don't need any more competition. Okay, to me. I mean, that sounds great. I I uh, I Once encourage more, you to. Three hundred episodes. Very great. Congrats for you. I thank you. I'm just teasing. I wish you all the best. And if there's anything that we can help you with with your on the podcast side, you let us know. Okay. It's all I teasing. Will let you know. I think there's room enough for every every. It seems all to be everybody is now in the game yeah. making content, which is really fun for the people who are interested in the different facets. So there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, when I got started, oh, 2015, there wasn't as many people in the landscape, and I was just sticking with audio and uh, and this whole world. I'm getting into this far too late. There's a, some big guns now, way up ahead, and I just wave at them. <laughs> they don't see me. They look, oh, they're like, hey, guys. But, um, yeah, I, I am uh, supporting 
everybody who's making content because most of the people are doing it out of the kindness of their heart. They're just doing it mm-hmm. uh, to advance. I think everybody's just trying to do it. Nobody's getting rich doing it. You know, you just you do it because you enjoy it. So, yeah, that's and my it, hobby. It's, it's, this is just fun. Mm-hmm. And it's great for the viewers and listeners because it's now we're presenting information. And even though we might be presenting information, the same information, we present them in different ways and uh, and it benefits exactly. the users. It benefits everybody because the way I might explain it might be different than the way you explain it. And uh, between the two of us, the light bulb might turn on to who's watching it. And that's the whole point is we want to convey the information and uh yeah and like christian said we're not here for our egos we're here to help everybody and uh and make everybody successful here in the hobby yeah that's and, uh, that's uh, very correct make, yes and make friends along the way on top of it so if i had hair so. like you to i would have an ego i would say look at me <laughs> oh fabio oh fabio. fabio look at me i look at me yeah, a then, close up a close up and then betty but, white would be sitting on your lap <laughs> yeah right then i'd have then i could get maybe betty white i appreciate you brother thanks for uh thanks for stopping by and the kind words and seriously let us know if you uh if you need anything you know i saw your system you got a good rig going over there Okay, 7-3. Take him out. 7-3 to me. How about that? Wow. How about that? That's, That's a long awesome. distance. That's long distance right there. Shall we take another? I know we're getting long. Okay. I mean, people start to get into older. we got to go to the bathroom. Got to get into the <laughs> toilets. But what the heck? Let's see. Maybe we can pull up another uh, another person in here. Let's see. we got Jim is here. Let's go, uh, let's go by and say hello to Jim. Jim, are you here? It's okay, man. Yep. Hold on a second. Hey, All Jim. Right. Yeah, sure. We'll there we go. There go. we go. Now I think I got. Now, now I think I got it right. Good day, sir. I told my wife to embrace her mistakes. Her... Hang on, hang on. She hugged me. She hugged me. <laughs> there you go. Very good. That's good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, you look now, like now, a. Now, come on. You guys know that that's the absolute truth. You know that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. got yep, absolutely. You look like a ham's ham, brother. You got stacks of gear behind you. There are cables falling from the ceiling. Oh but, yes, but you oh, know yes. where everything is, right? Everything that uh, you know where it is. Well, I will tell you that I know where everything is. Okay, well, we'll stick with that. that. We'll stick with yeah, that. Was, right. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. Yes, yeah, I have. Absolutely. I had trouble that's, finding my car especially keys. Especially what you tell your wife. <laughs> You know where everything Everything's is. there. Everything has a purpose. It looks like you do some my, work. Uh, my wife knows that that's a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to work on the radios behind you? You you like to, to get well, in there uh, and play? Well, uh, mostly what you see, especially above my head here, uh, are uh, motherboards. Computers okay. are what I build a lot. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, radios are good. I have that one radio that you can see back there. It's a very, very old radio. It's a project that, unfortunately, um, I've not had much success with. This, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it at this point. Okay. All right. You're getting a little loop back. It's probably because we don't have a... Or maybe your your YouTube might be open. That's probably what it is. But 
Yeah, yeah, that may be what it is. Let me uh, hang on a second. Okay. Let me just yeah, I'm gonna kill that for the moment. That should take care of it. There we go. That's better. Thanks to everybody in the uh, chat. I see Paul is in there. Lots of uh, people comment. Mar- Marty, hello, and William, Philip. So many different people have stopped by. It's great to to see you there. I know we don't get to drop into the chat as much, but maybe tomorrow night as we uh, go to do our our net. Yeah, so you were saying, didn't mean to, uh, you, you like to build computers? I see. Do you do that yeah, as a profession or hobby? Uh, well, hobby mostly. I also do computer repair as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for a job. As a matter of fact, it just started back up with all the pandemic stuff that's been going on. Right. <laughs> so I'm finally back to work, so that's good. Oh, good. Uh, oh, that's great. I would remind everybody, since I am one of the ops, I would remind everybody that uh, coming up, reasonably soon it's 13 colonies so uh, if you guys are looking to work delaware which is where i'm at are you in uh, delaware okay cool my mom's in delaware and i may be there when does that event start it's not on the fourth of july weekend it starts a little before that right it is the it is the week it's generally from the first to the seventh okay i may actually be in delaware too so I'll come knock on nice. your door. There's only like four or five of you guys there anyway. I'll just look for the towers or whatever. Well, yeah, it seems like that at some point. Yeah, I saw in the chat somebody said that they ordered 100 cards or something like that. And my response to that is 100 cards would last me about a week. Yeah, the, you're busy. Oh, yeah. You're DX out there in Delaware, no doubt. But I, I hope to be there yeah. during that week. And there's something cool about that. My mom lives in, in Lewis, the town of Lewis, which is the first okay, she's kind of city Delaware. in the in the first state, you know, and it's kind of cool to try to, uh, I was in her backyard. It was a few years back and, and trying to get up, up the coast, you know, and work those 13 cows. That's one of my favorites for sure. I'll yeah, holler at you when very, we get closer. Busy, especially for me. I mean, I, I, I operate on purpose. I operate the event on 100 Watts in a wire. That's nice. cool. The entire, yeah. The entire event, you know, the, as much time as I can put in. And so far I've, I've managed to do reasonably. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but Thank yeah, you. if you're going to be in the state, um, you can find my email on QRZ. So you know, you know kind of let me know if you're going to be around, and maybe at some point. I'm in the northern part of the state. I'm actually about a half a mile below the PA Delaware line. Okay. I'm about the three miles west of I-95. So. Okay. If you're somewhere in, near, let me know. Okay, cool. I saw the three in the in the call sign. I'm like, yep, that brother's probably uh, somewhere in Maryland or Delaware, for sure. Thanks for coming by, Jim. I appreciate you, man. Thanks for the kind words. Appreciate it. First time I've actually managed to catch the show live. Uh, Very interesting show. Have good luck with it, and congrats on 300. Thank you. Cool. Appreciate it. And have fun on the operation there with uh, 13 colonies we'll be looking for you oh yeah i'm always busy always got to be busy man delaware is great when i was in delaware i had a hard time working maryland of course because you're so close but Mm -hmm. you know shooting up the up the coastline it's a good feeling to kind of be in delaware not just even for you know as rare as it is to hear as many delaware stations on the air but to kind of be in the thick of it the first state you know there's a history there it's Mm -hmm. it's a cool it's a cool feeling Anyway, All right. take care, Jim. Sweet. Appreciate Thanks. you, man. All right, very good. That's All right, great. maybe we'll take some questions here. I, I accidentally dropped that key under the mat again, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's take some questions and we'll get out of here. I know uh, Uncle Steve, uh, Sidecar Steve, and your boy. When you drink a lot of this, it mm-hmm. it transfers into the urine. 
or however they say that word. Let's take some questions, Steve. Here's right. one for you. Can you explain ground wave? Well, ground wave is basically that's it. It's the it's the wave that runs along the ground. If you're not using the ionosphere to um, to bounce your signal off and on HF, so it's essentially line of sight uh, uh, on the higher frequencies. Um, but here on HF, uh, when we talk about ground wave, it's relatively local, and uh, and your signal is uh, basically what's being heard locally, and you're uh, uh, you're not bouncing off the ionosphere because your signal is going through the ionosphere. So uh, so ground wave is uh, just uh, pretty much uh, usually when I talk to somebody local, I say I'm 40 meters or 75. I mean, really close. Then I was like, "Oh yeah, we're work even on twenty. Uh, we're working uh, ground wave because there's just no way um, on uh, bouncing off the ionosphere that I'm going to be working someone so close uh, through a uh, a skip condition." All right. All right. Let's take a look at this one. Will an antenna switcher? In the comms position or the common position protect you from a lightning strike so uh, I guess I should set this up so say you have multiple antennas coming in or mm -hmm. you've got multiple radios in the shack you've got one coming into the common from say outside into your switcher I wish I had one to show you but the common position is sort of the distribution uh, right common. It's basically it, it grounds the uh, it's grounding your uh, your center conductor and uh, the position, and uh, so everything will is on is grounded. I got a, a switch here that has that, and um, so it it will pro give you some protection in when it comes to uh, nearby strikes. When it's a direct hit, all bets are off. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's uh, that's going to arc. Through, over and and go through the switch but most of the damage we're going to get from our radios are going to be from nearby strikes and um, it's uh, putting in it into the common position is uh, essentially in the in a nutshell is just taking your coax cable and hooking it up to a ground now there are people that have a, a bus bar a ground bus bar that uh, they have a bunch of chassis mounted uh, so239 connectors and the center pin is grounded and they take their coax and they plug that into there uh, for storm conditions uh, to you know help uh, for nearby strikes and things like that but it's definitely when you're not using it you you definitely want to put your if you have that position on your antenna switch put it into the com position and uh, it will ground your antenna system and uh, it'll it'll help protect your radio mm -hmm. there you go and you know it's a it's a big conversation because you think about radio stations, broadcast stations. They don't run outside and unplug like I do. No. I, un I unplug religiously. Any thunder, unplug. My children will run in here. You know, my wife will unplug me. It's They're marked. I just do it because I can't afford to take a hit and have to buy a new rig and just in case to be safe. But, you know, on a tower of a broadcast station, they don't run out there, you know, and there's a grounding... You know, all well, they that have a, sort of stuff. They have a a gap, uh, a spark gap, basically on the side of the tower, especially on AM towers. They'll ha and it's there'll be a you know a half inch, quarter inch. It all depends on how much power the station is running, 
and the uh, and the idea of that is that if there is a nearby strike or a, or there's a big static uh, buildup or or a direct hit that provides a path to ground and um so it's the, it will take the brunt of it yeah the transmitter might uh, get damaged on a direct hit but uh most broadcast stations will have a backup transmitter at a different site or or a different backup transmitter on site and they have they might go off the air for a little bit and then they just switch to another transmitter repair the problems but uh it's the same thing that we deal with in the land mobile world is that uh we kind of ground everything outside and that's why you kind of see the the r56 standard talking about grounding your coax and uh and grounding outside and then inside the building you have polyphasers which is just a gas discharge and uh and to have you know to discharge all that energy and then hopefully by the time it got to that point there will be low enough energy that the gas discharge will take the rest of it and everything else is uh dissipated outside so um it's uh when it comes to broadcasters they take grounding and lightning protection to a whole different level than we do here in the amateur world and i understood about 13 percent of what steve <laughs> just said but hey i got some of it that's pretty good yep all right final question for today i have to put a two meter antenna in the attic uh what are some considerations I open space uh i don't really see that big of a problem you might have some yeah i don't see it as a big problem I, hf antennas are a bigger problem in the attic because of of space constraints but uh i the only thing i would see is uh how big of an antenna now uh, 18 foot um uh you know, high gain VHF, UHF antenna will probably not fit in your attic, but uh, a quarter wave will definitely f be fine inside your attic because it's only 19 inches. You could probably go with a half wave or even a five eighths wave. It's uh, antenna will uh, will work. So it all depends on how much space you have in your attic, and uh, but and then you know getting around and not punching through the uh, ceiling and making your significant other upset. Any coax considerations for going with a two meter? Any thoughts? Uh, I'd, I'd stay with, you know, go with uh, RG8 minimum. Uh, LMR 400 is uh, probably your best bet. Um, it, anything under 100 feet. And when you're starting to go beyond 100 feet on uh, two meters, you're going to be dealing with losses. And But uh, if you go with LMR 400 type cable the 9913 or or that and your and your runs are under 100 feet uh you'll be fine all right all right there you go thank you for those questions i want to uh share something let me get back uh to me and to steve i want to thank we got a first supporter first supporter here i'm doing something completely different now i moved away from patreon which means i lost some dough but i kind of feel that uh it's better for me to move to a service that actually treats the people who are supporting the art or the content creation better. You know, not the crap on Patreon and the people who use it, but to uh, have them take 5 to, say, 12% of the money that you give uh, to support the show is a bit much. Plus, you've got to sign up for an, an account. You've got to dedicate a monthly thing. You know, people don't always want to do that when we're in a freaking pandemic. So um, anyway, I've, sw I've switched to a new thing here. So you can literally just 
buy me a cup of coffee. We could even substitute bourbon or one of those Ooh. beers that uh, Sidecar Steve, buy me an IP- Uncle Steve likes. Buy liked. me an IPA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can do it. And uh, first guy I came through, I haven't promoted this yet, but uh, luckily I found it, Kyle. Uh, Kyle here became a member, which means he's going to give $3 a month. He becomes a sustaining member. He gets all of the perks that a sustaining member will get over the course of a year, which is discounts from participating businesses. It's like a coupon book for ham radio without the book. It's what are you trying to buy? Can we connect and get you a discount? That kind of thing. Anyway, Kyle came in, said some nice words. He took a break. And now his nine-year-old is coming and going to take his exam. So father and son here, I think, will be able to share this her, uh, this service and this hobby together. But this is an easier way. Uh, the money that is um, donated or given can be one time. It can be quick. It can be whenever you want. It can be never if you don't want to. But I want to handle sustaining memberships specifically through this platform now. No fuss, no muss. You don't have to set up an account. None of that. Uh, give if you want. Don't whenever, however. But you won't have to set that thing up in 12% of, you know, $5. It's, you know, it's ridiculous. So Patreon's just sort of moved away from what I used to dig about them. They used to be the mm-hmm. only thing, and it used to be more about content and supporting artists and that kind of thing. And now it's a different business model these days. And in recent times, they've had some censorship uh, positions. And I'm like, I don't know. Between all that sort of stuff, I'm going to go to the easy route, which is this one. Buy me a coffee. Easy Sounds so simple, good. so easy. So easy whenever <laughs> you want or don't want. But it's it's just easy. All right, Steve. That's it. Big announcement. 300 episodes. Thank you all for coming. The time literally does slip away from you. Can't, can't believe it. It's ridiculous. Um, the other big announcement, though, was the uh, 705. The ICOM 705 oh, is the is grand prize. Incredible. And I think that one's running for about 1,400 ducats. So that's getting all your Biden bucks or your Donnie ducats. What was it, Donnie ducats? <laughs> we had a new name for that one, too, when uh, President <laughs> Trump was giving money away of our own money. And uh, now it's Biden bucks. But it's almost all of it. It's almost all. We're going to keep that, keep that money in your pocket. Go out there and uh, participate in the 100 watts in a wire. Uh, let's see here. Spring tune-up. Tune yep. Our tune-up yep. is coming up June 11th through the 13th. Get on the air, exercise your rigs, your bodies. When you're done, that weekend is over. We'll have our net. You come over here, look at your log. You don't have to submit a log. You just come in here at the end. This tells you all about it. Let us know who you are. You get put into the random drawing. Bada boom. You Bada may bing. win. The bottom base. The 705. The 705. That's pretty sexy. That is that's that is a sexy, sexy radio. And thank you, ICOM, for for donating that. Yep. There we go. We did it. I think that we fooled them again, great. Steve. We The show gets longer yes, and longer, did. and we get winded. I think we're becoming two old fogies who have to just keep talking. But we had some people here, and it's always good information, mm-hmm. I think. And next thing you know, you you're deep in it. You're deep in the stuff. Yeah, exactly. But, and don't forget to join us on Sunday evenings on the uh, on the nets, uh, HF nets, and uh, we'll be. Uh, we're back. Uh, we took off. On, we're back. 
we took off Mother's Day in honor of our uh, mothers and wives, and uh, so we'll be back on uh, on the air uh, tomorrow night, uh, uh, zero one hundred hours, I think it is Zulu at mm -hmm. uh, five p.m. West Coast time, eight p.m. East Coast time. Uh, look for us on twenty forty and seventy five if we got the gang together. Yeah, Uncle but Paul may be out. I got to know yeah, from Uncle, Uncle Paul something's wrong with uh, Paul's rig. He's got to. He has a TR relay problem in his amplifier, so uh, I don't know if uh, he got that repaired. Haven't heard from back from Paul yet on that, so it could be minimum two of us, if if not three. I want to so, run. Uh, I think I need to run. I may run a little bit today too. It might be a separate stream, but I got to stay sharp too. Like all these fun things are coming up, these special events. I, I need to keep working your ear. You got to keep working. So I. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll run tomorrow night, but uh, look for us. It'll be a live stream again. You're welcome to join us. And I think that's it, man. I think that's it. I mean, you talked a lot. You talked a lot. It's a little much, but and it took up more time. Just kidding. My thanks to you, Steve, for running for so long with the show and constantly for whatever reasons coming back. But uh, uh, I appreciate you and all the support and guidance. And now he's everybody's Elmer. I'm sharing him. Sidecar Steve. Uncle Side Steve in the sidecar. Side <laughs> Please, somebody come up with that animation of me on a motorbike and Steve next to me with big goggles and like an antenna. I'm thinking of that dog with the goggles and the ears flopping in the back in the sidecar. That's the picture that comes to my mind right now. But, sidecar uh, Steve. There yeah, he is. Uncle Steve in the sidecar. There we go. <laughs> I dig it. Some of these things stick. We got to be careful with that. Uh, thank oh, you, yeah. David. Thank you, everybody, for coming by uh, today and hanging thank out you, because I, I know they get long and you got things to do. I like to break them up. Later in the day, I'll take the hour 73 piece. We'll post that up in the, during the week. The questions that Steve and I do get broken up. We post those up separately during the week. The two stories, that gets broken up. So you're just watching... I, I accidentally said the sausage being made, and people were like, oh, no, I don't want to see that. That's a terrible comparison. So I say donuts or cake or something more pleasant to watch happen. But this is the show and the content and how it's created, captured, recorded, and then it gets exactly. distributed. We appreciate you. More than anything over the time, the people are really what make you what you are, and that's something that I learned in the broadcasting side. It's about the people your management could be crazy. The whatever outside noise. Your coworkers your will coworkers be crazy. Your coworkers can I mean, be crazy. But it's, but it's all about you, the viewers and the listeners. Thank you very much for being here. Yep. If On it wasn't note, for you, we won't be here. Yeah, there's no reason to be here. Exactly. It's not for you guys. Appreciate it. Take care of yourselves. Look out for each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. 73, Steve. Take care. Thank you guys for 300. Christian. Appreciate See you. See you tomorrow. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.